Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here for today's episode because if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I want you to build a life that you're obsessed with and I want you to really enjoy the process toward getting where you wanna go in your life, your career, your relationship, your health goals, whatever it is that you're working on. So one of the most powerful ways that you can take control is by checking in on your environment. Specifically, I think there are three major parts of your environment. Number one, the thoughts that you actually think. Number two, the people that you spend your time with, whether that's in person, you know, via phone or the content that you're consuming. And number three is your physical surroundings. And if you are feeling stuck right now, or you're just like not as motivated or as excited about your life as you normally are, I think this episode will be a powerful little checklist that you can kind of have like this toolbox that you can tap into if you need to get yourself recalibrated. So if you like this little toolbox style episode, tag me on Instagram, let me know your thoughts and I'll create more episodes like this um, because I want to see if this is helpful for you. So let's dive in. First up, what do you actually think? Are the thoughts that you're thinking helping you or hindering you? Because I really love the concept and you've probably heard me mention this on the podcast before. It's really popular in psychology that we are not responsible for our first thought, but we are responsible for our second thought. We've got to take radical responsibility for our second thought. Our first thought is maybe you wake up in the morning and you're like, ugh, I'm tired. Okay, you're a human. You're going to feel like that sometimes. That's okay. But it's your second thought that you got to be really intentional about what that thought actually is, right? Because saying that you're tired is not going to be conducive to giving you the type of energy that you want to have for the day, but your second thought can be, what am I excited about today? right? Our thoughts literally make up our identity, who we actually are because they drive our behaviors and our action and our perception of the world too. So we've got to start with our thoughts. And I really think it can be a simple checklist by checking in on the stories that you're telling yourself. Are the stories that you're telling yourself in your head actually serving you? Are they helping you get where you want to go? Are the thoughts that pop up in your head Like if you're taking inventory of these thoughts that are just popping up in your head all day long, are they constructive and building you up or are they tearing at you, right? Like just like digging at your self-esteem and your confidence. And from that are the thought patterns that you have over and over again, these thoughts that you're repeating over and over day in and day out. Are they getting you closer to where you want to be or further from it? Because girl, you've got one shot here. It's your responsibility that you Take control of these thoughts. And I think it's really powerful if you're looking for something tangible. Ask yourself this. If someone was saying the thoughts that you're currently thinking in your head about yourself or about your ability to do something or, you know, maybe when you like mess up, like the thought that comes next, if someone else was saying those out loud right in front of you to your best friend or to your niece or to your sister or to your daughter, would you be 
really pissed and want to kind of punch them in the face because those statements that they were, were saying are super rude and mean? Or would you want to hug them and be friends with them because they were so kind and supportive? Because truly, we are often our own worst critics. The thoughts that we're circling around in our heads, we're spending every single second of every single day that we're alive with ourselves. And if we're saying some crazy thoughts that aren't productive or con- like conducive to getting us where we want to go, to our growth or to our happiness, then we should expect that we're going to feel stuck or frustrated or not motivated. So we have to start there. And I hope so badly that you want to do this for yourself, right? That you care about making your head a great place to live, right? Because that's the person that you're going to spend every single second with for the rest of your life. But I do think if you need an extra little like fire under your booty, um, the concept of benefit extension is very powerful in all aspects. It's a huge fuel source for me and basically everything that I do. But it's this idea of asking yourself who else is going to benefit as a byproduct of you making that change. So in this case, who else is going to benefit from you thinking better thoughts and you know raising the necessity to show up for these thoughts? Will your daughter or your niece have a better example of what self-love actually looks like if you show up and start thinking better thoughts. Because let's be real. We watch what other people do, the example that they're setting, much more so than what they say. So what kind of example are you setting? If you're calling yourself like chubby or dumb or you say things out loud like you're never gonna get there, is that really fair to these people that you care about and love? that they're seeing that example through you? Can you show up more for yourself because you deserve it, but because she deserves that example too? And truly, maybe you're very impact-driven like I am. Will you have a better chance of making impact in the world or in your career? Or maybe you're a side hustler, an entrepreneur. You're a podcaster like me. You're a blogger. Will you make a better impact in the world from people who need you if you start seriously focusing on your thoughts so that you can show up more unapologetically as yourself because we need your example? We need you. And if you're telling yourself crappy stories and you're thinking negative thoughts, you're holding yourself back from giving the gift to the world of whatever it is that you have to offer. And that's not fair to the world. The point is you got to figure out whatever is going to help you raise the necessity to think better thoughts because it's one of those things that's really easy to say and it's actually really easy to do, but it's also easy not to do, right? And even as it sounds kind of weird, I think a really good place to start from like a tactical perspective is, you know, asking yourself first that question, but then also taking inventory in real time with the thoughts that are coming up for you, like on a day-to-day basis. So maybe when you are trying something new at work, or if you're an entrepreneur, right, you're trying something new for the first time, or when you mess up on something, or you have to apologize, or you just like kind of screwed something up. Or what about when you walk past a mirror? What are the thoughts that are coming up for you? We've got to first take inventory so we can upgrade those thoughts. So we can upgrade those stories because those stories that you're telling yourself are making you who you actually are. And if you have someone else in your life that you can tell about this idea, we were like, I was listening to this podcast, my friend Kesh, and you know, she was talking to me about thoughts. If you've got a significant other or bestie or roommate or a sister or whatever that you can tell that you're consciously working on your thoughts, they can also help you like in terms of catching them in real time. If you happen to project this, like if you're saying these BS stories out loud, they can help you in real time, catch it if they're aware, 
right? So maybe you need some extra accountability to get some skin in the game to really show up and start to think more about your thoughts. Because truly, I think it will drastically change your life if you just start with this. And that was only tip number one, girl. Buckle up. We're going to number two. Number two of your environment. The people who you spend your time with are the people that you're surrounding yourself with, whether it's in person or through consuming their content. Are those people lifting you up and showing you what's possible or are they tearing you down or helping you keep yourself stuck because it's your choice to stay close with them or consume their content, right? And I know you've heard this a bazillion times that you become like the five people that you spend the most time with, meaning you are a byproduct of the expectations of those people too. So if your friends aren't growing, you might not be either. And honestly, this made me just think of Trent Shelton. If you're not familiar with him, he's a really awesome guy. He's been on the podcast before. He's got an amazing podcast. I actually need to get him back on. Um, And he was a guest speaker in my membership group, She Goes Community. Which, by the way, if you are a side hustler or you're an entrepreneur or you love this podcast and you love personal growth, what are you waiting for? Check the show notes for the link to join our community or you can DM me on Instagram or text me, whatever. I'll get you the link because it's literally a community of like-minded women. But the point is, he said something when he came in to do this uh, live workshop for our community. And he said, if my friends are contagious, do I want to catch what they've got? Isn't that so good? And dang, it's powerful. And truly, it's easy to take inventory of your friends, but it's sometimes something that we don't raise the necessity to do. And I am truly so conscious of this now in real time more than ever. And I'm evaluating often who I want to be around. I'm asking myself, how do I feel when I leave this person? whether it's in person or virtually like, or even listening to their content, if I feel drained or not as motivated or not as excited, or I feel like very misunderstood or like, I just felt like I didn't get to be a full vibrant version of myself. I'm very conscious of that. So if I feel that way, when I leave someone, I'm setting stricter boundaries around those people and they are just getting less time or less access to me. But if someone helps me feel really rejuvenated and understood and just like excited about life, they get more time, right? So find people that have common interests with you that make you feel full of life, that are working on leveling up in their lives just like you are. Spend more time with people that lift you up and cheer you on and people that you can also simultaneously pour yourself into because it feels so mutually beneficial. And before you say you don't have anyone around you physically because you live in whatever city, right, or you blame COVID or something, This is why I legit have an online membership community, which is why I give a ridiculous amount of value in this community and charge less than a cup of coffee a week for it because I want it to be accessible to women like you because environment is everything. So check in on who you're spending your time with. Consume content that actually fills you up and follow people that are excited about the future rather than bitching all the time. It makes all of the difference. And actually, one thing that just popped up in my head Look for people who are also like a few steps ahead of you. And you can see that those people also seem like they're enjoying life. And maybe they're also prioritizing things that you want to prioritize. That's been really helpful for me lately is I'm like looking for examples of people that seem like they're very energized and passionate and excited rather than just like hanging on by a thread that are doing things that maybe I want, might want to do because it's really powerful to see what's possible through other people's example, especially if they're happy and fulfilled by it. And you can also like borrow belief from those people, even if you don't know them in person, because they have been maybe where 
where you want to go or done some of the things that you want to do. So they're very confident in the path and they're even a few steps ahead of you, right? So they can pour belief into you. And of course, when I say environment, I just want a disclaimer. I do not mean you have to get rid of all of your old friends. Just curate a circle that has more people in it that look more like your future and the direction that you want to go rather than just your past because you've been friends with them for X amount of years, right? And now finally, number three, your physical surroundings. Full transparency. Part of the reason that we moved from San Diego to Austin, Texas, about nine months ago where we live now is because I was really, really wanting to have an environment that felt more conducive to my growth, right? And my fiance, Cena, and I really wanted to think about our future. And of course, we love San Diego. We met so many incredible people here, you know, in San Diego and we'll visit all the time, right? But I think there's something about like Austin, the warmth of the people, like we have legit never lived in a city where the people are so friendly. It's kind of unbelievable. I don't know if this is like a Midwest vibe thing. So I definitely don't want to generalize, but I feel like Austin is a little bit less like look at me than other places that we've lived like Southern California or even New York city, two places that I love. But when you know what type of environment is conducive to your growth or feels really supportive for you, that's where you got to live. And I'm not saying you have to move to a different location, but if you have the opportunity, that's literally what we did. One of the main reasons that we moved to Texas. Does that mean you need to move to Texas? Of course not. Does that mean that you need to move at all? Of course not. But maybe there is a change that you need to make in your life, a relationship that you need to get out of, or friendships that maybe you need to create some space from, or career, um, you know, a change that you need to make, or even just like a change in the company that you work for that will make it easy for you to not have to spend so much freaking energy working against your external environment to be the type of woman that you want to be. Environment is hugely impactful, which is why I love to talk about it on the podcast. And there's so many different components to it, but I want to go back to this as a checklist. Number one, what are you thinking about? Catch the thoughts that you're actually thinking and make sure that they're conducive to your growth. Number two, who are you spending time with your people, right? In person and virtually, Make sure that those are people that look like the direction that you want to go. And number three, your physical surroundings, as in where you live, what's physically around you, where do you work? Is that supportive? Or are you having to work against your environment? And are there any ways that you can change your environment? And again, I'm not saying that you have to move, but take what we've done and see what makes sense in your life. It's a good place to start if you're feeling really stuck or in a funk is to go to these three components of your environment. And honestly, along the way, Like if I could leave you just with anything, just wrap this little podcast up with a nice hug. I want to remind you that you're constantly evolving, which means the thoughts that you're thinking now might serve you, but they're not going to serve you at the next level of whatever that looks like for you, whether that's in your career, your relationships, your business, your health, you're going to have to think different thoughts, right? It's not just about what you want to do. It's who you're going to have to become to maintain that next level, to rise to that next level. And who you spend your time with or consume content from right now in this season of your life might serve you, but maybe they won't serve you at the next level. And that's something you got to be really conscious of and constantly taking inventory of. And the environment that you have right around you now in your career, in your friend group, in your physical location, in the home that you live in, in the city that you live in, it might work for you now, 
which is awesome. And if so, savor the stage that you're in. But also know it might not work for you later and that's okay. That's actually the most exciting part of life, right? That's what makes this journey so fulfilling is that we're constantly changing and growing. And the coolest part is we get to do it together. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for sharing it with your girlfriends, with your team, with your coworkers, with your sister on social media, helping me get the message out. Like you are why I keep showing up day in and day out. We get to do this together and I'm just so honored. So I will talk to you soon, girl. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.